Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Same Old Arsenal podcast, wherever you might be watching us in the world or listening to us in the world via the audio on iTunes or SoundCloud. You might be noticing that I'm not shouting this evening because I've got a load of DMs to say please don't shout, so I'm not shouting anymore. That's just me getting excited um, because I love doing these podcasts Um, and especially with this new little team we've got here, the Fab Four, um, I look forward to it more and more every week. Joining us this evening... Well, we're not like I said last week. It's not. It's us. It's the judge. How are you doing, sir? Uh, good. Thank you very much, Craig. Yeah, all good. Had a nice little week uh, off. No pressures of the Premier League this weekend. So I've had a good weekend. Went to a wedding. Um, Michelle's you. sister's wedding. Very, very nice up in Newcastle. Actually, not in Newcastle. It was in Bernard Castle. Which, if you've never been to that part of the world, it's well worth a visit. Never heard of it. Harry, right. how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm a bit brain dead. I've been at the Oval today watching the cricket. Oh, oh God, man. You're out of order. You're out of order. Never again. Thank Never you. Again. Thank you for Never saying again. that. Thank you what? for saying Never that. Again. I waited until 3 p.m. to see a wicket. Yeah. 3 p.m. I was there from 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah. I was sitting there. Exactly. It was like, point. The it most was like pointless game dry. on the planet. <laughs> Uh, the no. most pointless game on the planet. Never heard of Barnard Castle. Don't like cricket. Get some culture in yeah. your life. I'd rather watch two fellas having a race painting a wall. <laughs> Graham, <laughs> how are you, sir? I'm all right, Craig. Very well. How, thanks, you, mate. How, I have... how, how did you enjoy all the comments last week? People love you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, well, I, I, I have to say, I thought that it was a really good podcast. I listened to it back a couple of times, actually, because I thought the conversation between all four of us was absolutely, you know, really good. Um, I thought, you know, you sort of like threw the bait in there really well. And I think you hosted it with your in, a, in a, uh, your unique style. Uh, and I thought that we had some intelligent debate amongst all of us. And That's I think, all about, um, mate. yeah, I thought it was a really good show. I really enjoyed being part of the team last week. Good. He's oh, not a bad host, as it happens. <laughs> well, you know, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funny, funny you should say that. I don't know if anyone saw my Twitter feed the other day, but I got a DM from a lovely man 
um, who said that I shouldn't be on the podcast because my football knowledge, I haven't got enough football knowledge. Uh, to which my reply was, well, that's all right, because I'm the host. I'm the one that puts the questions and the, the three lads you who have got the knowledge answer it. That's stuff. how it works. <laughs> so if you're watching you tonight your stuff. or listening you tonight, that's how it works. I'm the host. I chuck the bait and the boys fight over it. So tonight we are going to be discussing our Arsenal Ultimate Eleven. Um, it's, uh, like I said, we've had no Premier League game next uh, last week. So we thought it would be fun to have a little conversation about who we think would make it into an ultimate Arsenal eleven, discussed by the judge, Graham and Harry. Oh, and me. I might put my little, because I've got no football in knowledge, but I might say something. Um, so, lads, um, let's start, shall we? Uh, Lee, we'll start with you, mate, and we'll start with the first position. Goalkeeper. Who would well, be your goalkeeper in an Arsenal Ultimate Eleven? In, in uh, of all the years I've been watching Arsenal, come down to two, and that was the uh, great Pat Jennings. I have to say, was a fantastic goalkeeper when I was growing up in the uh, early, um, oh sorry, late late seventies and uh, early eighties, and of course um, David Seaman. And uh, so uh, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, because of his Spurs connections. You know, as well, I, I went for for David Seaman. And I just think that, um, and one of the reasons was we won titles with uh, David in goal. Um, Pat Jennings got to a cup final, and was a great goalkeeper for us. But we ultimately we won um, uh, titles with uh, David. And, and the 1991 season, if, if no one's ever seen him there, some of his goalkeeping in that season was absolutely sensational. So David Seaman for me was my number, all-time number one. Absolutely, and I'd have to agree with that, mate. Being in the goalkeepers' union, um, and probably, you know, the era I grew up in. When I, when I first started watching Arsenal, it was John Lukic was in goal. Um, Great goalkeeper. So he was a good goalkeeper, very good goalkeeper. Um, and then, of course, once I, once I started to get older and kind of more aware, David Seaman was in goal. So, um, a hero of mine, being a goalkeeper myself, I can remember going out and buying the same Adidas gloves. That he had. Do you remember them pink Adidas gloves that he yeah. had? I remember going out down the sports shop, buying myself a pair of those pink Adidas gloves. I used to kick the ball like him. Do you remember when he used to kick it out? He used to like flick the ball up before he kicked yeah. it. I used to, oh, I loved him. I loved David Seaman. Again, mate, yeah, he'd be my, uh, he'd definitely be my ultimate goalkeeper. Harry? This is a tough one for me because for me, I top Arsenal goalkeepers is out of David Seaman and Jens Lehmann. There's no yeah. one else for me. Um, like Based on what I've seen and the time I've been supporting and watching Arsenal. I'm going to go with Jens Lehmann though and I know that this might raise a few eyebrows but I think the reason is I think in my eyes Arsenal's greatest achievement was going the season unbeaten. Jens Lehmann was, was our keeper for that and I just loved his antics. Even the other day at the Legends mm. game when he went and took the penalty. like I just loved Lehmann's antics I remember in particular that save away to Villarreal in the Champions League semi-final, yeah. which got us to the final. So because of that, I'm, I'm going to go with Jens Lehmann. But it's just just Jens Lehmann. It's a really tough one. Um, it, really hard to split him. But yeah, Lehmann for me. Lehmann was brilliant. Do you remember when, um, I'm not sure who it was we were playing, but we were playing at the Emirates and the ball went out. I think we were winning <laughs> 1-0 or 2-1 or something. And he, went, he jumped over the advertising horse to go and get it. And as he was bringing it back, he threw it, but he deliberately threw it at the adult. He deliberately threw it at the advertising board, and so it bounced back again. Oh, sorry, like that, and run back to get it to waste even more time. 
And again, um, at the weekend, that was brilliant. Sending Rosicki away. Did you see him? No, no, yeah. you're all right. I'm taking this. Um, great goalkeeper. Really, really good goalkeeper. And like you say, probably the greatest memory was the, the, the save at Villarreal. Graham, what about yourself, mate? Goalkeeper? Well, those who know me know that I've been following Arsenal since 1971, Craig. Uh, the very first... I wasn't even born. Very f- <laughs> I, I can remember the. I was at the 1971 Cup final, uh, and uh, when Charlie George banged in the winger, the winner, uh, I spent the next uh, six months uh, every time I scored a goal diving in the playground and rolling around <laughs> uh, doing the celebration, uh, uh, wrecking a few school blazers, which my parents weren't very happy about. But um, uh, goalkeepers, uh, Bob Wilson, obviously my first goalkeeper. I agree with Harry. It comes down. Uh, Layman's a really good shout. He was. Um, um, the invincible keeper so that alone must put him in the reckoning um, the other goalkeepers probably uh, Pat Jennings uh, obviously I think uh, in answer to what Lee said I think we've got Jennings when he was past his prime still a very good goalkeeper uh, and uh, I used to watch him at that time as when Lee did uh, fantastic keeper great presence great hands uh, but ultimately it, it is David Seaman for me for the simple reason that um over 500 appearances, 10 trophies, um, unflappable, um, also a presence, and Mr. Consistency. I mean, and he gave a real reassurance of that. He was part of that legendary back five, wasn't he? And um, I just think that, for me, uh, you can say what you like about his England career, but at Arsenal, and I know with, um, we, the, the, you know, there were, there's always going to be the nine from the halfway line over his head, but some of the saves he made... Um, the, the save in the semi-final against Sheffield, Sheffield United, United. Oh. When, it, when he actually clawed the ball, when it seemed to be going over the line. Um, and, you know, for me, he's Arsenal's greatest ever goalkeeper. So I, I think it does boil down to between Lehman and Seaman. Uh, and I think that's a great shout from Harry. Uh, and But I agree with Lee. Um, so I think Seaman, he was involved in 10 trophies in our most successful period. Over 500 appearances, Mr. Consistency, Mr. Unflappable. Uh, David Seaman for me, mate. Absolutely. So, David Seaman goes in goal. Um, three on one. Three on oh, one, yeah. Harry, I'm afraid, mate. But, uh, <laughs> See ya. Yeah. I'll, keep, I'll, I'll keep a note of the final team. Yeah. So, David Seaman <laughs> going in goal um, in our Arsenal Ultimate 11. So, let's move on to the right back. Um, I think well, there's only one right back that can go in there for me, and that's Lee Dixon. Um, goes into my Ultimate Arsenal 11. Lee Dixon, uh, although, was it Lee Dixon who, when we were playing, was it Leeds in the FA Cup and it went to free replays or something silly like that um, back in back in the early 90s, I think. And I think we were drawing at Highbury and this was after the second replay, I believe, and he skied a penalty. Does anyone remember that in the FA Cup? Oh, I don't remember that. It, went, it, was, it was two or three replays we had with him. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he, he, we two 0 down in the first game. I'm pretty Mercer sure he scored a penalty. Um, I'm pretty sure he scored a penalty to, to win the game for us, and it went to another replay. But Lee Dixon for me all the way. Judge, you agree with that? Uh, it comes out too again. I, I always like to bring in an, an extra one of that, like one of the best right backs that I see of my era coming back into the uh, the eighties again. Didn't play too many. Didn't play enough for me. That's why Lee Dixon does get it for me. But was Viv Anderson? who was a terrific right back. Absolutely brilliant. Um, attacking full back. Uh, I, I, I really like Viv Anderson, and um, you know. But uh, ultimately, left um, Arsenal after that. Uh, 
uh, League Cup winning uh, 87 when went to his boyhood club of Man United. But um, but Lee Dixon come along and um, for me, didn't really know too much about him, come from Stoke and, you know, played for so many games. You know, I don't know how many it was. It was well over 600, but a fantastic fullback. And when you look at it, for, for, Harry never got as many international caps. Yeah. That's where it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But great right back and... Um, yeah, for me, Lee Dixon gets that. Harry. Lauren. Mr. You know Invincible. what? I'm going <laughs> to be honest. I, I thought of him first. And the reason I, I thought of him, so fair he's play. Not only was he, he came there not even as a right back. I thought he'd yeah. done a brilliant job there. He was a massive part of our attacking uh, strength as well. And I'll always remember when he, we got that penalty against Spurs right. at Highbury. Yeah. And he just had the bollocks to go up and just take it, having never taken a penalty for Arsenal before. And he just put it in the back of the net and he just went absolutely nuts. He done it so, at White Hart Lane as well, didn't he? He got one at White Hart Lane. Uh, yeah, he did. He I did, think, yeah. yeah. So for me, Lauren is just, I don't know. I'm going based on my memory. Because yeah, obviously, yeah. when we won the double in 98, I was eight years old. So while I remember that team, of course I do. Before that, like you're talking about like Lee Dixon and stuff, I don't really remember much of him before that, if I'm being honest. So that's not for a second saying he wasn't Nothing a fantastic it, servant. Like, like, oh, no, that's, that's what it's all about. It's a good share. That's when I think of Arsenal's greatest right back, it's Lauren for me. Interesting. Graham? I think it boils down to a choice, actually, between Dixon and Lauren. I considered four. Pat Rice. Oh, um, I didn't see Pat. Good shout. shout. Yeah. He's a uh, 71 right back. Um, part of McClintock's double winning team. And obviously a loyal, loyal servant to the club. But he was actually a great right back. And he played for Ireland, didn't he? Northern Ireland. So he, he, he had, has to be in the mix to be considered. I think then the other two... Uh, boys have got it right. Uh, Lee, Viv Anderson, fantastic right back. Um, um, up and down that wing. Uh, so he was in my thoughts. And then ultimately it boiled down to a choice between Lauren and Dixon. Uh, Lauren was the typical Wenger player, wasn't he? Somebody who he converted into uh, another position and he made that position his own. Fantastic, physical, powerful player. Part of the invincible back four. And obviously at that time, you know, we had the great back four with... Uh, under George Graham that gave to um, um, Arsene Wenger. But Wenger did actually have that back four of Lauren Campbell, Torre and Cole. And the thing about Lauren is he he loved a, a, a duel. He could uh, he could tackle. He was a physical presence. And he, he they could defend. They were all proper defenders. You think, we, we talked last week about Wenger teams being totally unstructured. But these were defenders who could win their duels, individual battles. So he had proper defenders. That's the, you know, that was his last probably great defence, I would say. So for me, it boiled down to Lauren or Dixon. Uh, and Harry sort of like saying much of the things that I sort of like think. I keep saying to myself, Harry, you're beating me to what I want to say. <laughs> but then I'm not, then I'm not quite agreeing with you at the end of the day. So uh, it boiled down to Lauren or Dixo, a uh, Dicko. I'm going for Dixon simply because he was, again, he was a fantastic defender. Uh, he, he loved the battle one-on-one. He, he had a great partnership with Ray Parler. Um, and nine trophies he was involved in winning and over 600 appearance, longe- longevity. Uh, and and also he came for defenders then. We picked him up from the lower leagues, didn't we? Like Bold and um, Dixon came from Stoke. Winterburn came from Wimbledon. So he, 
became a top footballer very quickly from a lower league. So for consistency, longevity, uh, being a proper defender, he could overlap as well. My vote goes to Lee Dixon. Good, good, good. Right. Lee Dixon. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> Lee, Lee, Lee Dixon going in. Um, this is a bit like Room 101, isn't it? Uh, Lee Dixon uh, going in and Lauren's gone into Room 101. Sorry, Harry. But I, 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 <laughs> I did, when, when I was thinking Craig, about Craig. it, I did, I he was one of the, he was the first player that came into my head. Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. But when you sit down, yeah, it's a great, it's a great shout. When you sit back and you know, Matt Rice is a great shout, by the way. Yeah. But when you sit back and you actually look at what you know, I'm not saying for one minute Lauren wasn't as good as Dixon. He probably was, but for me, like you know, the 600 games, the the, the loyalty, the it was you know Lee Dixon, Lee Dixon for me. Graham, you was going to say something. No, I'm just going to say that Lauren was a great defender. Oh, he was, uh, and 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 uh, I think that's a really great shout by Harry. Okay, let's move on to the first centre half. Um, first centre half for me, pretty easy. Uh, Mr. Arsenal himself, Tony Adams goes into my ultimate Arsenal eleven. Not much more to say on that, really. Uh, Lee <laughs> and captain. That's all I'm going to say. And captain. Yeah. Harry, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, I don't no even think we need to discuss that one. I think this is a full house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Graham. Yeah, I think it was one of those sort of like easiest choices you can make. Um, I think um, when you think that uh, George Graham gave him his debut in 1985, I think he was about, and he was captain, youngest ever captain of Arsenal, I think, at 21. Uh, And when he went onto the pitch, he took George Graham's instructions onto the pitch with him, uh, and he he had that great organisational ability. Uh, a, a leader, he motivated people, he held the defence together. I've heard Lee Dixon say sometimes, you know, we talked about our fullbacks at the moment bombing on. Lee Dixon said, if if I went and uh, I shouldn't have got, I shouldn't have went. Uh, Tony was straight in my ear, right? He said we were friends off the pitch, but he gave me a volley for on the pitch. And I think Ray Parler said the Ray Parler said the same thing. He said we there was a drinking culture at Arsenal then, wasn't there? We all know about Tony's battle with alcoholism, which he's been so honest about. But when they're on the pitch, if they weren't doing their jobs, the friendship went out the window. And that's how it should be. On that pitch, it was all about the team. And Tony was sort of the one who drove the team forward. And I think he's probably, uh, I would say, from my time watching Arsenal, our best ever central defender. OK, so we're going to the second central defender. I'm sure this one might cause a bit of a, mm. a bit of an argument. Um, my second all-time defender, or, well, for the ultimate 11, would be, of course, Sol Campbell for me. Um, superb centre-half. Again, you know, doing what... Probably, probably just goes into the team for that, for that video when uh, he was standing in a Spurs shirt saying, are you staying at Spurs? And he said, yeah, I'm staying. And then he joins us a week later on a free. Um, absolutely brilliant. But yeah, Sol Campbell over the years comes to Arsenal from Spurs. Um, comes come to the Arsenal to win the title. Uh, Got to be Sol Campbell. Lee? Yeah, I'll, listen, I have been blessed. This is what worries me about this um, current um, Arsenal setup over the last three or four years. Been brought up on fantastic centre-halves at Arsenal. You know, going back into the day, um, you know, you had a Simpson... Um, was there with Frank McClintock. Don't really remember him that well, but my dad used to speak very, very highly of them. But in, in my time, David O'Leary was coming through, was a fantastic central defender, fantastic, you know, uh, ahead of his time. 
Um, Martin Keown would have to be really, really pushing this close for me. I thought he was a terrific central, central defender. Stevie Bold, uh, another one there. But um, for me, I, I'm going to go for the, for the sole man. Uh, for me, he, listen, when he signed for Arsenal, he is the one person, and still to this day, that I went absolutely mad when he signed. I couldn't wait to get on the phone and wind my old Spurs mates up. It was a fantastic signing. And when he come there, he just give us a presence. Um, and we had leaders in that side at that time already. And he just come along. And, and I, I can tell you this, the, the reason that I get this is because he replaced Tony Adams. And he replaced Tony Adams with fluency. There wasn't really like, we, we missed Tony Adams after that. And to me, that says it all. Absolutely. Harry? Yeah, same. Sol Campbell. To be able to go into school the next day after he signed and just... Yeah, yeah, that's, just yeah, that's good enough. And then, yeah, exactly. That's good enough. And then obviously going on to achieve everything he did for us and being such a dominant defender for such a period of time. And, you know, he would have had to adapt his game under Wenger as well he wouldn't have been used to the style of football that we were playing but he he took to it like a duck to water so Sol Campbell for me is aside from Tony Adams the greatest centre-half Arsenal have ever had so yeah no doubt about that one for me. Graham would you agree with that? Uh, I think I'm going to be outvoted on this one Craig. Oh um, whoa 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 uh, so, uh, yes I get one <laughs> <laughs> yeah um First of all, we've had so many great defenders, haven't we? Uh, central defenders. First of all, Frank McClintock, my very first uh, captain at Arsenal when I started following the team, who again was converted into a centre-half by Bertie Mee. He wasn't originally a centre-half, but he led the double-winning team. He was a great leader and a fantastic centre-half. Then David O'Leary. David O'Leary, uh, who was such so easy on the eye the way he glided across the pitch, that, that, that sort of like style of run he had. A bit, uh, but uh, so he's our leading appearance. He's our leading appearance. Yeah, uh, yeah mm-hmm. he is. So, and that, he's not not without that for a reason. So he was a great centre half. Um, Martin Keown has to get a mention. Um, Stevie Bold, who to me, it's all about the Adams Bold partnership. And I've given you a slight clue where I'm going there because I think Steve Bold was a fantastic defender who actually loved defending. And they had a, a part of the '98 double winning team. Uh, four or five trophies involved in winning us. Um, he has to be up there. I want to give a special mention to Annie, Andy Linnigan, actually, because 1993, oh. I was at Wembley when he headed in that yeah. last-minute winner. Oh, so, so, yeah. and Andy Linnigan, he wore his heart on his sleeve. Um, Lauren Koscielny has to get a mention. Um, he was, uh, obviously, he has turned out to be a, a really top-class centre-half for us. And then, of course, Sol Campbell, and I'll take what the boys have said. Sol Campbell took on the mantle from Tony Adams, was part of that invincible defence, and, and an England defender. So you would say, um, coming into the team when he did and being part of the invincible team and getting the nod, the only thing that I think slightly counts against him, and we can debate this if you want, is his Spurs connections. Now, I know uh, I saw uh, DT interviewing him on uh, his... Uh, uh, at those awards uh, the other day, and uh, he actually sort of like mentioned it to him, didn't he? And Sol sort of like got a bit offended a little bit by it, sort of like the fact that he brought up the Tottenham co- connection when DT said about him pissing off Tottenham fans. Um, so for me, coming from Tottenham, 
not that I've got anything against, you know, I'm not trying to sort of like upset Tottenham fans here, but that for me, I, I like Come an Arsenal. Yeah. 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 Um, but but for, for me, it's between Bold and it's between Campbell. Uh, and and this, to be honest with you, I was agonising over this all day. When I sent you in my team, Craig, I did originally have Campbell in it, but I've, I've changed it to Bold. The reason I changed it to Bold is I think he was a proper, div- not that Campbell wasn't a proper defender, of course, but the partnership with Tony Adams. And um, he was a great defender for me. Um you know, I, I wonder why he never quite got that coaching element across to the current set of group players. Or, or, um, mm. But I'm going for St- Steve Bold. Uh, obviously, I've been outvoted, but uh, it's between Bold and Campbell. I don't disagree with Campbell, actually, but for me, uh, I would have put Bold in my eleven. OK, so Sol Campbell goes in. Um, so what we've got so far, Seaman, Dixon, Adams and Campbell. So the left-back, I'm sure that... I've, Just I want to say, Craig, Craig mm-hmm. all of ours so far. Just, oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You know. Just saying. Just saying. Well, it should be interesting. This next one. Oh, this one. Yeah, I, I think I could lose this one because I've had people. You know, people. Since I've announced that we're doing oh, this, some, some, of the, some of the people have been sending me their teams, um, and every single one of them has had Ashley Cole at left back. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to have to disagree with him because. My ultimate left back has got to be Kenny Sampson, surely, um, in my opinion. Yes, Ashley Cole was a great defender. Oh, Harry's, Harry's just scrubbing hair. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, there's no doubt in Ashley Cole was a great defender, but I, I just think Kenny Sampson was greater. Um, again, he wasn't in, didn't play for Arsenal in my. He played for Arsenal out of my out of my era, but you know I can go back and watch. Plenty of Kenny Sanson videos um, on YouTube. So for me, Kenny Sanson goes in there. What about you, Lee? Well, it comes out. I'll, I'll, listen, Sammy Nelson was a great left back, great left back, um, and uh, character and everything there. Growing up at a very early age, I, I loved Sammy Nelson. Had the pleasure of meeting him, and if you know, a fantastic guy. Nigel Winterburn has to get a mention. Has to get a mention for 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 the same reasons as uh, Lee Dixon. Uh, Ashley Cole for getting his church going to Chelsea and all that, and that's never never deterred me because I thought he was a fan, absolutely fantastic left back going forward. Brilliant, brilliant. But um, for me, and, and I had a chat with Claude about this today as well. Like Kenny Sampson gets it for me, the best def- because he always he never got his shorts dirty. He was just a proper proper defender. He could defend as well as attack. You know, and I think that if Ashley had a little bit of a weakness, it was just defensively at times. He lapsed a little bit. But um, listen, I, I, you can. I, I, I think if uh, if if you say Ashley Cole, I'm not going to argue with that. It's just that I, I was brought up in that that eighties when the pitches were a little bit. Oh, I thought defenders were a little bit tougher. And you know, Kenny Sampson to me was just. You know, I, I love Kenny Sampson, those big fires, you know what I mean, like the old tight shows. Just saying about Kenny Sampson, and I feel that... Do you want me to edit that bit out? No, no. No? All right, OK. Just, Lee likes just, big fires. No, he's just said, you know, <laughs> he was just to me a great, great player. And, 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 you know, I know he's got troubles now, and I, I do wish him all the best in his in what he's doing and all that. Mm. But for me, Kenny just, just, just slays it over, over Ashley. Harry? Ashley Cole. <laughs> In my opinion, 
the best, most complete fullback England have had in uh, for as long as I've been watching football. I won't Fantastic disagree, going yeah. forward, could do, uh, could do a job defensively. And I just think as if we're talking, if we're, we're trying to assemble the greatest Arsenal eleven here in terms of that would go out on a pitch and blow everyone away, Ashley Cole has to be in there for me. And I, I get what you guys are saying about Kenny Sansom. I completely agree with that. I haven't seen Kenny Sansom play myself, so it's hard for me yeah. to comment on that. But for me, based on what I've seen, it is. And you know, someone was I was talking to someone about this, and he mentioned Silvino, who I liked but there's no <laughs> doubt that he was nowhere near as good as Ashley Cole in terms of ability and quality so yeah it's, it's got to be Cole for me Sylvania remember that goal he scored at Stamford Bridge oh, yeah, he was a good yeah, defender he was, he was. good player you know what I mean what but, a strike that was yeah he was a very good signing for Arsenal Graham it's, it's, it's coming down to you mate by the looks of it who we're going to put there um, do you know what I, do you know what I I love going last because I get almost like the uh, casting vote, don't I? Uh, uh, unless all you three go for someone I don't like. Um, <laughs> but um, it boils down to me between uh, Ashley Cole and uh, Kenny Sampson. That's the thing I will say. Now, I'll build the suspense up. Can I first of all sort of like say that, not that I go back to the 1930s, but Eddie Hapgood, right, I, uh, was our club captain of one of our most successful periods in our history. Uh, and he was probably uh, uh the kenny sanson of his day uh sort of hard tackling uh physical up and down the wing uh, and uh you know when you walk around the stadium at, at the emirates and you see all the players on the side there and you read uh you, you know I, I suppose you're like me Lee. you take time to read what they say on the side about these players and hapgood obviously is sort of like one of the all-time Arsenal greats, and he was a left-back, our club captain in the 30s. So he's not. We're not considering him because obviously we haven't seen him play. But I haven't seen him play as much as people think I probably have. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, he has to go. We've got your word for that. He, he has to be recognised as one of our greatest ever left-backs. But we're not considering him. So I'll go through the ones that I considered. First one is, and first of all, Lee's virtually named them all. And I must have really enjoyed listening to what Lee had to say. But uh, Bob McNabb. Uh, who was part of the seventh yes. double yeah. winning side? I think you have to sort of give a shout out to Bob McNabb, Sammy Nelson, uh, who I enjoyed watching, Nigel Winterburn, um, fantastic left back, part of the uh, famed back five. But then it automatically sort of like came down to between Ashley Cole. One thing I'll say about Ashley Cole is uh, he. Um, he came through the ranks, didn't he, under Wenger? And not many players came through the ranks under Wenger, did they? So, and he was a fantastic left back, an attacking left back. But for me, my vote will go to Kenny Sampson. Whoa, Kenny Sampson, it is. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry again, Harry. Sorry I like again. your feet. I'm getting penalised for being the youngest one. Yeah, it's not fair, is it? Could be shy doing that. Um, you could be snapper. So the team we have so far is uh, David Seaman in goal, Lee Dixon at right back, Tony Adams and Sol Campbell in the middle, and Kenny Sampson um, on the left. Let's move on to the midfield. Um, my first midfielder is central midfield, and of course there's only one man for the job there, and that is of course Patrick Vieira, um, one of the greatest centre midfielders I've ever had the pleasure of watching. Um, and and to say that he played for Arsenal is an absolute yeah. um, an absolute honour to say that Patrick Vieira played for us. What a player! Um, complete player, could defend, could pass, could attack, could shoot. Um, hard as nails, didn't you know? No nonsense. 
Um, I think we've missed a player like him for so, so long. Um, so Patrick Vieira, for me, goes into the middle. Lee? Yeah, go along with that, Patrick Vieira. People always say to me, we've never replaced Patrick Vieira. The reason is you can't. Yeah. Never replace him. No. Simple as that. The best, best midfield player that Arsenal have ever had, Patrick Vieira. Harry? Agreed, Patrick Vieira, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. You know, is there much more we can say about him, really, Graham? Yeah, I'll just echo what Lee and what Harry said. I think it's one of those easy choices. He had to go in a powerhouse midfielder, redefined what a central midfielder was about. Um, uh, we've never replaced him, as Lee said, and that just shows you how good he is. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Vieira for me. So, look, just, uh, just so everyone knows, we're actually going 4-4-2 here, just to make it easy. Um, so, we'll go into the middle uh, again. Uh, someone to uh, play alongside Patrick Vieira I might cause some controversy here um, but for me next to Patrick Vieira goes Cesc Fabregas mm. um, yes yeah, agreed yeah go Cesc Fabregas again mm. another player that I'm so yeah, alright he went to Barcelona he went in controversy but really, when you sit back and think about it, I'm not going to begrudge him a move back to Barcelona. Um, I think we had the best out of him. I don't think Barcelona got had anywhere near the Cesc Fabregas that we had at Arsenal. Um, he's come into... He, I think last season he came back into a nice bit of form playing for Chelsea. Um, it hurts me seeing him playing for Chelsea. Would I have him back at Arsenal? In No problem. If he wanted to come back to Arsenal tomorrow, I'd have him back. Um... Might cause, like I said, might cause some uh, controversy there, but that's just how I feel about him. Says Fabregas for me, again, one of the greatest central midfielders um, we will see. But my other pick was Liam Brady, um, but I've gone with Cesc Fabregas. Lee? Yeah, Cesc Fabregas has got to be up there. I, I totally agree with that. Great, great midfield player. But I have gone for Chippy. You know, growing up as a, like going to school and all that, like... Wonderful, wonderful left foot. Um, uh, I, I just think at the end of the day, you know, it, it, he was the, you know, went on to, to Italy and Juventus and was absolutely brilliant in Italy. Um, and uh, for me, I would say probably one of the, one of the two or three best ever Arsenal players I've ever seen. So for me, Liam Brady is for me. Harry, you you shouted with glee when I said Cesc Fabregas. Yeah, because I think he doesn't get a fair crack of the whip yeah. just because we didn't want to re-sign him and he ended yeah, up at Chelsea. Yeah, and that's that's not really his fault. I don't even agree with him being booed when he comes to no, the Emirates. No, no. I, I never do. No, I never no, me neither. We me had and, the opportunity the record, to sign him back and we didn't. Yeah, just for the record, when we went to Dublin, me and Lee, I couldn't believe when we went to Dublin and watched Arsenal-Chelsea, Cesc Fabregas took their corners. And I could not believe the abuse I was hearing being shouted towards him. Me and Lee actually stood up and started clapping. I'd say we were the only two in our little bit of <laughs> our yeah. little area. Uh, the abuse Cesc Fabregas got from Arsenal fans, oh, it was horrendous. Um, some, of the things, some of the things people were saying to him. Um, but yeah, Harry, you're going with Cesc Fabregas? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, Graham. We could have a split decision well, here. Right. Uh, it's very difficult. It did boil down to me between Fabregas uh, and uh, Brady um, I considered uh, Petit uh, because Petit yeah, yeah, next to sure. Vieira was a great partnership well, I like partnerships across my team and so I considered him 
I want to give a shout out to Mickey Thomas, famous 89 goal, uh, fantastic player. We've had so many great midfielders who enjoyed watching like Gazzola, Ozil. It's it's very hard. It boiled down to, in the end, Fabregas. Uh, Fabregas was a, a great passer. But for me, the way he glided across the pitch, uh, that iconic goal at White Hart Lane in 78, uh, you can't, you know, um, he dominated the 79 final. Uh, won us that before he went off to Juventus. So I'm going Liam Brady. Oh, I'm out. I've got ever Okay, no problem. So Liam Brady goes in. That's um, 2-2. Two, two. Oh, it's 2-2, two, 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 two. actually, yeah. Okay. Why don't oh, we put, right, it well, look, the, look, put it out for the viewers? Put that one out, Leave yeah. that out. Yeah, okay, we'll put that one out for the viewers. Um, mm. Comment below. In the, give us a comment uh, below in the comment box. Is it Cesc Fabregas or is or it Liam, Liam Brady? Brady? We'll leave that one up to you. Yeah. Okay, let's move to the right. Left. Left? You want to, to go the left. to the left first? Okay, no problem. You've done the right, haven't you? No. Oh, you haven't done the right, no, sorry. I've done, two, I've done the two centrals. Apologies. No problem. We'll go to the right. Uh, right midfield. Again, there's only one for me. Um, people could argue that he wasn't a right midfielder, more of a central midfielder, or vice versa. But David Rowcastle has to go in an ultimate uh, Arsenal eleven, um, wherever you could put him in goal. To be honest, um, again, yeah. What 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 can we say? I mean, we had Kevin Campbell on the show um, a couple of months back, and he actually talked to us about David Rowcastle. What a great man he was, um, not just on the football pitch, but off the football pitch. Uh, uh, tread, you know, treaded his truck um, with David. Um, Probably, well, there's probably no probably about it. I mean, he's got to, got to, got to, got to be in every single ultimate Arsenal eleven, surely, Lee. Well, again, you know, um, it comes down to three players for me. Freddie Lundberg's got to have a mention. He was absolutely brilliant um, and, uh, uh, for what he done for Arsenal, Freddie. Um, and probably our most successful times, it was actually with Lundberg on that right-hand side. Ray Parler would have to yep. get a mention. That's the um, Because, you know, in 98, you know, of all those great players, and I talk about Burkamp, Vieira, Petit, he was the best player in that 98 double-winning side, Ray Parler. So he'd have to get mentioned. Georgie Armstrong would have to uh, come into as, as well. Um, I, really, I don't really remember Georgie Armstrong, but my dad speaks of him in glowing terms, absolutely glowing terms. And the reason I've gone for Rocky, because, you know, in that 86, 87 season and for a couple of seasons till we won the league, I just thought he was absolutely fantastic. And it's not a sentimental um, vote for me no. because of what, you know, no, no. what happened and all that. Like, it's got far from it, you know what I mean? I just felt at the time... You know, growing, I, I wanted to be like him. When I played football, I wanted to play like him. You know, um, up and down, loved to tackle, great skills. That old step over that he used to do. He used to do that every game and fool everybody. You know what I mean with it? Like I don't know how he done it, but he did. I used to try it, and I never fooled no fucker. Like you know what I mean? But <laughs> he was he was absolutely brilliant. And you know, just have a look at the goal he gets against Manchester United if you want to see Ooh. his got ability. You know what I mean? It's absolutely brilliant. And for me, um, Rocky goes in there and, uh, you know, ultimately for those two or three, four seasons, he was just unbelievable. Another one, Harry never got more England caps. Yeah. We'll never know. Absolutely. We'll never Harry? Freddie Lundberg, 
I used to I used to spray my hair red. A <laughs> red stripe down the middle of my head. I went to school once like that because my my mum told me I wasn't allowed to, and I still done it anyway. When she'd gone to work, I used to spray on one, and I got sent home from school about an hour into the day. So she wasn't best pleased with me, but. I was I was obsessed with Freddie Lundberg, you know oh, those late r- diagonal runs, right, yeah. great and the always popped up when we needed a goal. Most yeah. always the most important of goals. Uh, fantastic player for me. Ray Parler came, came to it for me as well um, for obvious reasons. But yeah, I, I'm going to go Lundberg. Graham. Well, I'll echo what's been said by Harry and Lee. Uh, Geordie Armstrong, shout out for him. Obviously, 71 team. Used to love watching him play when I was young. Um, I think in the end it boiled down to a straight choice between Rocky and... Um, uh, lost me trying to thought now. <laughs> uh, well, Rocky and Lundberg. Yeah, thanks for that, Craig. Um, uh, and a shout-out for Parler as well. Um, I think uh, David Dean said that uh, Roadcastle was the nearest player to a Brazilian and he came from Lewisham. Yeah. So and uh, you know Rocky, uh, he was a great player. I used to love watching him play. He could tackle, he could put it about, but he was he could play on the right. He played in central midfield. He was a complete footballer for me. So my rope goes to Rocky Rowcastle. Okay, let's move on to the left. Um, <clears throat> again, for me, in my era of watching Arsenal, it can only be one, um, and of course that goes to Robert Perez. Um, Ultimate left midfielder for me. The amount of goals he used to score for us. We've never, I don't think we've ever had a midfielder who scored so many goals for us since him. Um, him, and, him and Lundberg um, and Ray Parler, of course. We've we've missed goal scoring. I think we've missed goal scoring midfielders like like, like Robert Perez and Lundberg for a long, long time. But for me, um, into my ultimate Arsenal eleven goes Robert Perez Lee. Um, yeah, uh, Paul Merson would have to get a mention. I thought he was, a, you know, trying to fit someone like him, and he, he was a fantastic player for me. Uh, and he used to cut on that left hand side. Mark Overmars would have to get a shout for '98. He was sensational. Brian Marwood had done a fantastic job for a little while as well, like you know. But for me, when he first got into the Arsenal side, I thought we ain't going to cut here. I really did. I didn't think he was going to be uh, strong enough. Um, but my my God, you know, absolutely fantastic player, passing range. Still I is. Think, <laughs> he is, yeah, he could still play now. He's, he's um, kept himself in shape. But as a coach, if he was a coach, you know, he's the ultimate one you look at and, because he just does everything exactly how you'd like it to be. Never gives the ball away. His passing was always accurate, but it was always with uh, with positive play. Uh, you know, could finish. Yeah, you fantastic pass players. Yeah. Some of the goals, one he got against Spurs when he just went one way and we have a, uh, it's just sensational for me. Um, so yeah, and he, he was in that era of, you know, like that, that he come back from a real bad knee injury. He was absolutely superb in 2002, but got a knee injury in behalf, but still come back and become an, a, 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 you know, an invincible Robert Bruce for me. Harry? Yeah, Robert Perez for me. Mark Overmars came into my thinking as well. Um, absolutely rapid Overmars, able to beat players of ease. And um, from what I've heard from other players speaking about him, he, he was a little bit greedy. Um, from what I've heard, um, I think Ian Wright spoke about it on on a TV show recently. But yeah, for me, it's going to be Robert Perez. Um, again, he's probably the player I saw the most of uh, of the ones we're talking. 
unbelievably skillful, always drifted inside and sort of opened that channel out on the left for Henri to drift into. Their combination play was absolutely yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from that awful penalty that they tried. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, but, we get, get rid of both of them there for that. Though, yeah. That's it. <laughs> but also with Robert Pires, he was deceivingly quick. Yeah. Because he had a, a, a particularly strange way of running. He oh, did. unbelievable. Yeah, like, like, a, like a duck almost. He, he was running. He, he, he used to run. Him. He used to and, run like he was going to shit himself. And he only had like 10, <laughs> ten seconds to get to a toilet. <laughs> but yeah without doubt Robert Perez and the little wagging finger celebration oh, yeah. Just... Yeah. Yeah. I remember like Lee that goal he scored against Spurs when he ran behind the goal and he went back yeah, round behind yeah, the goal yeah, and he's yeah. giving it all out as he's running fast I love, yeah. love lovely Graham well um, it's, it's Robert Perez for me I'll tell you what came into my thinking I thought about as Lee said I did think about Merce actually I could get Merce into the team we mentioned Mark Overmars who was brilliant in 98 and as Limpar he came into my thoughts. Yeah, uh, great player. And uh, Charlie George uh, used to play on the left occasionally. And that 71 goal he scored in the cup final, I spent the next uh, year at school trying to uh, replicate his celebration and ripping a few school blazers in the playground. So um, over Mars Limpard. Alexis Sanchez uh, has been good on the left wing. Yeah. So good he shot. has to come. But um, for me, Robert Pires, he scored goals from impossible angles yeah. a lot. Of the t- his goal against Liverpool... Uh, when he bent it into the oh. the corner, the, the fantastic goal. The fact that he scored so many goals against Tottenham just gets him into my team, just like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so argument, Robert, no. Scored important goals as well. He did. You know what I mean? Against yeah. big games, in big games, that one against Anfield was a fantastic goal. Semi-final yeah. against Spurs. Of course, we yeah. chance, our chance, and he came up with a winner there. Well, I think got, he didn't get the winner. I can't remember those games. Controversially, there, but it was... kept the Invincibles going as well. Controversially, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good luck then. Exactly, yeah. Um, get a smile vote. Uh, okay, so we're coming on to probably oh, what I would have thought this might be the hardest decisions. Um, the two strikers. I'm finding it horribly hard to leave someone out, um, yeah. but I've had to, and you'll, you'll probably guess who, who I'm finding yeah. hard to leave out, yeah. um, and of course, that is the great Ian Wright, um, probably my favourite, other than David Seaman, I think we were talking about this to Kevin Lee, yeah. my favourite Arsenal player, uh, Ian Wright, um, I keep pestering him actually to try and get him on the podcast, but he never answers me to bugger. Um, <laughs> I'll so, have a word. I'll have a word. I'll, I'll look at Leela. I'll have Wait. a word. I'll have a word next time I'm eating champagnes and strawberries with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, breaking the goal scoring record like he did, um, his mannerisms, he, his finishing, everything about Ian Wright to me is, is the pinnacle of a striker. Um, he was so, so good. But unfortunately for Ian, we signed a French bloke who became even better, um, in my opinion. Um, and, of course, Thierry Henry. I don't need to tell anyone how good Thierry Henry was. Um, absolutely amazing footballer. Lee, Thierry Henry, oh, got to be, got to be. It's, it's simple, simply, yeah. simply has to be, you know. And I had a real, you know, I, I think the, the, the front two is easy. But, you know, it's hard to leave people. I tell you, the one player... I have a big regret about leaving Arsenal because I think he could have been as good as Henri, if not better. 
and would have been a come an Arsenal legend, and that was Nicholas Anelka. When I see him at 19, he, he was the best thing that I've ever seen. You know what I mean? He was absolutely, he had everything. He was better than Omri at that, that time of, of, of the season, you know what I mean? And I just will always be my biggest regret as an Arsenal fan, never going to see him become the player that he should have been. You know, absolute brilliant, brilliant player. But going, going for it, Ian Wright was, um, just someone that you just loved. You just, yeah. everything about him was, was, was great, you know what I mean? And we've had some, you know, like Alan Smith was a great striker for us, 30 goals season after season. But along come this, this Frenchman and he's, do you know what? Blew everybody away. He was just that good. And the things that he's done, there was a show on the, on telly with him and Gary Neville the other day showing some of his goals. It's just absolutely, you know, incredible. And, I think two goals will always stand out for me. You know, for me was was the one against Spurs and the one against Liverpool. It just summed him all up. How, how good he was, you know, and um, it just it just had everything. And um, not my favourite player. If you turn around and no, said was my no. favourite player, wouldn't wouldn't actually be in my, you know, Ian Wright, uh, Paul Merson, those sort of guys. Charlie Nicholas would all get in front of him. But we're talking about best players. Without a shadow of a doubt, he gets in there. I'd have to agree with you on the two goals. Oh, well, no, I agree with you on one of them, the one against Spurs. But he's the other one for me. I can remember being in the pub watching it. Was that one at Man United against Man United at Highbury? Oh, what the flick? Oh, yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. know, and that's oh, like you said, it just sums him up. I, I mean, who's going to think of trying that? Only no. Thierry Henry. Only Thierry Henry would have the. You bottle. could go. You could go on about loads of his goals. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. You know, but only but, Thierry Henry would have the bottle yeah. to flick that up and then yeah. have a go from there. Unbelievable, Harry. Harry? Harry? <laughs> Harry? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just memorised by Thierry Henry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my connection went a little bit funny. But yeah, no, Thierry Henry, no doubt about it. Um, in my opinion, the greatest player to ever play for Arsenal. I agree with Lee where he spoke about Nicolas Anelka because... I thought that as well. I thought Anelka, if he had a brain, he would have been an unbelievable, maybe the world's best striker at some point. But he just didn't have it up here. He was His attitude was wrong and, and things like that. And a few things didn't quite work out as they should have. He should have gone on to Madrid and kicked on. He didn't. He, and then he'd become a bit of a traveller, sort of ending up with, you know, Bolton in the end and, and people like that. And then he went back to Chelsea and... So, yeah, but Thierry Henry for me. And, Craig, is it all right if I give you my second one? Because I absolutely yes, mate, need to no dash. problem at all. Um, so, mine are Thierry Henry and Dennis Burkamp. I don't think it's difficult at all. Um, I think if, like I said earlier on in the show, if you're looking to assemble the best 11 in terms of talent, I think Thierry Henry and Dennis Burkamp are that too, without doubt. Dennis Burkamp, probably the most technically gifted player the Premier League has ever seen I don't think many people would argue with that so yeah that's that's my two absolutely Harry it's been a pleasure having you here mate yeah. thanks cheers, for staying with us as long as no you worries. Worries. No thank you we'll see you and again. sorry I got shoot no, off not at all. we'll, we'll speak to you soon. again soon cheers Graham Thierry Henry again you know we've said it you know Harry said it I've said it Lee said it not my favourite player um, and not in my opinion our greatest player um but Thierry Henry, you know, he, you can't leave him out. Not our great, um, greatest, uh, certainly our greatest ever goal scorer. Oh, yes. Um, and, uh, and it does boil down to being, uh, uh, 
a straight choice between Thierry and Dennis Bergkamp, who our greatest ever player is. And I think just boils down to what you like in a footballer. So it's, it's um, but for me, it had to be Thierry Henry. I think it's one of those no-brainer ones. Um, first of all, I was thinking of a way to get righty in the team. Uh, and the moment we went four-four-two, obviously we couldn't get him in the team then. If we'd gone something like four-three-one-two and played right. With Henri, with Bergkamp behind, that was a way we could have got right in the side. But nice. the moment we nailed it on, yeah. nailed it on four four two. I think it, it boiled down to a straight choice between Thierry and Ian Wright. Ian Wright, who overtook Baston's record, became our greatest ever goal scorer, was then overtaken by Thierry Henry. For me, Thierry Henry redefined what a forward was in at the top level football in the Premiership. And uh, I think um, so many great memories of him. I think I will say that Liverpool game uh, in the uh, invincible season, our season was in danger of falling apart, imploded. We'd actually lost the cup semi-final to Man United and gone out of the uh, Champions League to Chelsea uh, in in the week. And we had to play Liverpool on a Friday. We played three games in a week. That's why Wenger rested players on the Saturday for the cup semi-final. We lost against Man U. We then lost to that late Wayne Bridge goal. So we were out of the Champions League and everything now hinged on the... uh, Premier League and we were playing a very good Liverpool side and we were behind twice in that game I think we were 2-1 down at half time came out the second half Henri took the game by the scruff of the neck and that individual goal where you literally walked around the whole Liverpool side literally sort of like turned that game on its head uh, and he was for me just about the, the greatest forward I've ever seen uh, I mean we're, they're having this debate at the moment who's the better uh, import out of Aguero and Henri and, uh. and I'm not I'm not I'm not putting my Arsenal bias here, you know, because Aguero's got... It's not even an argument. Not even an Uh, argument. um, Aguero's, uh, I think, uh, scores a a goal slightly quicker than Henri, just slightly quicker. But for me, for what Henri's all-round ability as a forward uh, goes beyond his goal scoring. He was, for me, he redefined what a forward was. And for me, he's our greatest... uh, Well, (laughs) you can argue Bergen. For me, simply because of goals, he... Uh, he would be our greatest ever player, but I would not disagree with Burkamp. But yeah, Henri was it, probably Adams, Vieira, and Henri. That is uh, with Seaman is the spine of our team. You, mm-hmm. What a spine of a team that is. So the last player, obviously, uh, everyone probably knows uh, who we're going to go for. I know who I'm certainly going for. In my opinion, the greatest player, in my opinion, that I've seen in an Arsenal shirt, Dennis Burkamp. Um, it's it's a, it's a toss-up between Omri and Burkham. Like Graham said, it depends what you want to see in a footballer. Thierry Omri for me, great pace, great skill. You know, could could you know could finish, could score a goal out of nothing. But Dennis Burkham, the most technically gifted player I've ever seen play at Arsenal. Lee, yeah, I, I've I've got to say it for me, the the best Arsenal player I've ever seen. Um, and it's very difficult to. To, to go like I think Thierry, Thierry Henry would have to come in that Liam Brady would be one of those before that as well that I would have argued a case that was, was memorised by him but Dennis Burkamp came along and I just think he's done, it's just for me everything that you want to be a footballer is what he is you know what I mean he, 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 I loved he had a little bit of a nasty streak in him but he could play he could pass some of it you know we're talking about Freddie Lundberg Freddie used to make the run and he used to just put it put it on a sixpence and um, he, he was just and do you know what also was great about him his attitude there was times towards the end of his career when he wasn't getting in the side so much but he never never threw out his dummy and, and wanted to leave I want to play and all that like you know he, he, if he was substituted 
I think he was, uh, somebody said that he was Arsene Wenger's most substitute player at some stage, you know what I mean? So, but he never moaned, got on with it. Um, would he have stayed at Arsenal if it weren't for the flying thing? I don't know. That was a, that's a big question. But for me, uh, without a doubt, the best, the best Arsenal player, um, that I've ever seen and, um, you know, would be the number 10 for me. Um, people will try and compare Meza Ozil to him, you know, and uh, no disrespect to Meza Ozil. I've got a lot of time. I think he's a cr- terrific player. But um, unfortunately, Meza Ozil wouldn't get past Dennis Bergkamp. Absolutely not. I mean, I remember when, when I was playing football, youth, um, I came out of golf for a couple of seasons, actually, and uh, I played up front because I was one of the, I was one of the taller lads. And um, that was the first shirt I said to the manager, this new club. I said, no, I've got to wear 10. I've got to wear 10. Why? <laughs> Why, why, why have you got to wear 10? I said, because Dennis Bergkamp wears 10. I've got to wear 10. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and I've actually got it here somewhere, actually, the shirt from all those years ago, um, the number 10 shirt. But, um, yeah, Dennis Bergkamp. Graham, what, what a player he was. Well, he was, yeah. Uh, I, I think the, uh, he wasn't a Wenger signing, but he bought the Wenger vision of beautiful football alive, didn't he? That's yeah. the first thing I'll say. And I think the best tribute I've heard to him was from Thierry Henry himself. Thierry Henry said of Dennis Bergkamp, he did in the game what the game asked him to do. And I think that is a, a, a great tribute. This guy saw things on a, uh, a football pitch quicker than anybody else. And Lee talked about those sort of like diagonal runs that Lundberg used to make into the box on the right. He was always looking to pick him out. He scored that, uh, probably the greatest ever Premier League goal. We have to mention that at Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle, I think it was, fantastic. It was oh, voted, yeah. voted the yeah. greatest ever Premier League goal. But he was technically brilliant and he saw things on a football pitch quicker than anyone else. He did things on a football pitch that n- n- nobody saw, you know, as quickly as what he did. So for me, for all round technical skill, ability, uh, as I say, he was a re signing, but he ended up being, as I say, uh, rightly honoured. Uh, we've got three players in there. We've got statues outside the Emirates, haven't we? Um, Adams, Henri and Bergkamp. Ber- but for me, sort of like, the statue of him should have gone up far sooner. Um, mm-hmm. He was an absolute legend. We, we're having this debate about what's a legend, what not is a legend, but he is a legend of our club. Uh, and uh, as I say, a fantastic footballer. And I feel privileged that I uh, went to games and watched him live all those years. And uh, we've never replaced, we talked about we've never replaced Vieira. And you're quite right, Lee. Ozil, a fantastic footballer, but he's nowhere near the, the pedigree of Burkamp. We've never replaced Burkamp. But how do you replace Burkamp? Yeah, how do you, you can't. Yeah, how do you replace yeah. how do you you never replace Henri you never replace uh, Vieira uh, you, uh, and you never replace a player like Dennis Bergkamp uh, I'm just so, so grateful I got to see yeah, him in the flesh yeah, well, yeah, fantastic, never, fantastic never got to see him play live but you know yeah. to say to walk around and say that he played for Arsenal Dennis Bergkamp um, yeah. what a privilege Okay, so that brings us... One thing, actually, Craig, I'll just mention a story that Wrighty told uh, something uh, once that he he, he met him at a petrol station, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's how they met. But the funny thing was, when he signed for Arsenal, I think it was Tottenham that paid for the taxi to get him to our ground. That's right. So so that's another great story, isn't it? Brilliant. So again, just for that, he goes in. <laughs> he, could, he, he could have been he could have been the most left foot two left footed player you've got and he would have gone in just for that um, for making Spurs pay for, pay for his cab yeah you okay so that, that brings us we've to the end um, Let, Graham Craig yeah sorry we've left out Lord Bentner I don't know what you think about that poor old Lord <laughs> Bentner he got arrested the other night didn't he yeah because I got loads of DMs he played, today so he played but, here 
He played in Cork. He played in Cork three weeks ago for Rosenborg in the Europa League. <laughs> uh, Cork City were play- Cork City got to the last qualifying round of the Europa League, and they, they got knocked out to Rosenborg in the end. And Lord Bentner was up at Turner's Cross. Unbelievable yeah. scenes. There you go, there you go. Unbelievable there. scenes. There's two ex-Arsenal players I've seen at Turner's Cross now. One was Almunia, playing for Watford in a pre-season friendly. Um, <laughs> Turner's Cross, and now Nicholas Bentner. That brings us to the end um, of the show. Now, Graham did uh, talk to me earlier about doing a, another eleven. Um and that was, of course, an Arsene Wenger 11. But I think, Graham, we're going to keep that one for another show. Okay. Um, otherwise, we're just going to be rushing through it. and We're not going to put much forth, much, much thought to it. So, next into lull, it's on. The ultimate Arsene Wenger 11. Um, but tonight, our mm. old, the same old Arsenal podcast, ultimate Arsenal 11, is David Seaman in goal. Lee Dixon, right back. Tony Adams and Sol Campbell in the middle. Um, Kenny Sampson on the left. David Rowcastle, Robert Perez, Patrick Vieira. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Patrick Liam, Vieira. Liam Brady or Cesc Fabregas. Yeah, Liam Brady or Cesc Fabregas, which is up to you. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, then please put in the comments below. And of course, uh, the only two that it probably could have been up front, Thierry Henry and Dennis Burkamp. We hope you have enjoyed uh, watching this this evening. Something a little bit different. Um, yep. other than enjoyed some- it. Talking about, you know, talking about the, the normal stuff after games and stuff like that. It's been thoroughly enjoyable. Um, thank you, Lee, very much indeed, sir. No worries, really enjoyed it. Thanks for everything. And once again, Graham, thank you very much for your time, sir, and coming on. We shall be speaking to you again uh, very, very soon. Very soon. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, thanks a lot, mate. Been absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much to everyone watching us. Uh, thanks for watching the video. If you like it, give it a like. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and share it around um, with anyone you might think um, would like to watch it. Don't forget, if you're listening to us on the audio, um, please, if you're listening to us on iTunes, leave us a rating. Um, I think it's one to five stars. Uh, if you wouldn't mind just clicking, um, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, but five, obviously. Um, c- click the stars <laughs> um, so so we could get some ratings up on iTunes. Um, and until we see you again, and until you hear us again, up the Arsenal. And you guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.